Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio, dry, or at least drying off. Uh, So during the NFL draft, they announced the Kansas City Chiefs would have the uh, second game of their season at home at Arrowhead on Thursday night, and that was pretty cool to find out. When they did that, though, I kind of had a feeling that they weren't going to get any of the uh, out of the country games because that you know they need to spread the wealth a little bit. Even though the Chiefs are making a big push to play in Germany, it's going to be the Seattle Seahawks in the Buccaneers, which I was kind of like. Well, Ugh. your feeling was exactly right. Uh, that's precisely what the NFL had in mind. They did give Kansas City the very first ever Thursday night game on a new television network. That's the key right there. But it is the first Thursday night game of the year, and they'll play the Los Angeles Chargers. It was thought, and there was plenty of <laughs> speculation on the blogs and all that sort of thing, which shows you how much accuracy they have, the, uh, that the Chiefs would play in Munich against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But it won't. It'll be Seattle. There'll be three games in England, be one in Munich and one in Mexico City. So the NFL is expanding quite uh, obviously their, their universal aspect on things. But it is interesting to see that they have three in Great Britain which leads one to believe that maybe within the next 10 years there will be a franchise there. That is possible. There's no real reason why there couldn't be because these teams have been very well accepted. But then again, they're only, well, this year there'll be three games. But it's a few games as opposed to a full schedule in a soccer country. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think that's what they're leading to. I have a feeling you might be right. I'm also... uh kind of sad or at least I feel bad for the team that has to play them in their division flying over to Europe when you got to play away games twice a year is going to be a bit much but uh, I've never flown over there so I don't know how long it takes and I'm sure these guys get used to it eventually but uh, yeah I'm kind of happy that the Chiefs don't have to play in the UK because that means I don't have to wake up early to watch (laughs) a game all right so the transfer portal I knew it was going to be an issue. It's it's definitely been one of those kind of uh, gray areas. Some teams are using it to their benefit. Some teams are getting screwed. You You're very uh, prescient in your uh, in your. <laughs> well, I think that's you, just kind you, of the way you it knew looks. about the NFL. And you knew about uh, teams getting <laughs> the uh, transfer portal has been very controversial. No question about that. And the Football Coaches Association happens to be meeting in Phoenix, Arizona. Their director, of course, has ties to Springfield. Todd Berry, his dad, coached in this area for many years. He announced yesterday that they're going to suggest to the NCAA some measures be taken, and this has to be done. The initial, and this is mostly for Division I A schools, or FBS ball clubs, these are the, the big timers, they're allowed to have 85 players on scholarship. That's going to remain intact. But there's also a rule that you can only add 25 players per year keeping within the 85 limit. Well, that has created some problems with the transfer portal because some of these teams don't have enough scholarships available to actually they have more than enough scholarships available and they don't have enough players. So what the Football Coaches Association is recommending is that that rule be dumped, that you can recruit as many players as you can within a year, staying within the 85 limit. The other, and this is the one that I find the most important of all, is that a window be created for the portal. And this is for football, but certainly basketball will follow. Football you would have from the 
final Sunday in November until the first day of the early signing period, which is about a week and a half or two weeks. You can declare then, or you could declare from April 15th and May 1st. That's a two-week period. After that, uh, you're out. And during that time period, you're out. That keeps rosters intact. What they, what I was hoping they would put in there is a rule that you have to tell your coach. That rule does not exist at the moment. These players can just up and report to the compliance board at their school, and that's the understanding that it's done now. But you don't tell your coach, and that has happened locally, and it kind of bothers me because ethically you would tell somebody. Nonetheless, there are measures being taken. Well, it's uh, it's shaky ground. Like I said, gray is the way to describe it because uh, – it's definitely been interesting, and some teams are using it for their benefit, and some teams, like I said, are getting screwed. All right, so Missouri State Bears baseball team had a hell of a win against the Razorbacks. They needed to continue that momentum. Um, when do they get a chance to do that again? Well, hopefully, if everything clears up tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, the Bears do have a home series, conference home series, coming up this weekend, and all the games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, assuming the weather holds, are going to be in the morning. They'll play at 11.30 in each case because the Springfield Cardinals are also home, and that's the understanding they have. It's the Salukis coming into town, and this is where the Bears really have to make up some ground. Missouri State is 5-7 and seven in the conference. Yes, they had a big win over Arkansas, but that is not a conference win. You win, need to win in the Missouri Valley. Southern Illinois is good. Very good baseball team. Tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, the Bears will be playing out there. Need your help. Now, keep in mind, the conference tournament is here. It's in Springfield, May 24th through the 28th. What the Bears are trying to avoid is the play-in game, which means you'd have to play four four games, and actually more than that, uh, within a four-day period. And that would re- that's really kind of tough on anybody's pitching staff. I don't care how good you are. So the Bears look to avoid that. Let's see if they can get... Uh, several wins out of this series with the Salukis. What was supposed to be two games became three, so let's just call it a series, even though it was kind of a patchwork series. Cardinals, Royals, I-70. We got the dub yesterday. Dumbia went to the Cardinals. They scored five runs in the first inning. Chris Bubich, who is a, a young and up-and-coming pitcher for the Kansas City Royals, really struggled in the first inning. Couldn't get anybody out. Didn't make it through the inning. Cardinals scored five runs, and it was a... Right on coast, uh, easy sledding from there on in. Sledding is a a key word in here, although it didn't snow. (laughs) But the Cardinals win it 10 to nothing, so they win the getaway game over the Kansas City Royals and now head out to San Francisco to play the Giants. And the Giants have just come off a series with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers are the key team. Giants are not a bad team, but they aren't in the class with, at least in my opinion, with the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. So it's a long season to go. Anything can happen. So the Cardinals are going there. The Royals pack their bags and head to Baltimore to take on the Orioles. Interestingly enough, the Orioles, after this series, come to St. Louis to play the Cardinals early next week. So we have kind of a go-around here in the state of Missouri. 10 to nothing was the final score. The Cardinals get the win. Cardinals above 500. Royals below 500. Still a long way to go. Still a long way to go, though, and it's always fun to see those two teams play each other. So uh, St. Louis Blues had a great um, first game against their rival. Did they get another good game? They did not, and this is this is game number five that they played against the Minnesota Wild this year. Of course, three of the games were regular season. The fourth one, the first game, was Stanley Cup, and the Blues won that one 4 nothing. Wild beat the Blues for the first time this year last night. 6-2 to two was the final. The Minnesota club came out skating very well. 
and forcing the issue. The Blues had a couple of unfortunate power play situations, and Minnesota was able to capitalize on them. So the, the Minnesota Wild tying this series at a game apiece. But now the competition moves to St. Louis and the Enterprise Center, and the Blues are very tough at home ice. Again, I'll reiterate, I don't think home ice makes all that much of a difference in hockey, but it's how you play, how you check, and how you formulate your skill. You know, it looks like it's harem scarum out there to somebody who's not familiar with hockey. It is not. Those plays are planned, and while there is a lot of defense and a lot of rough play, the Blues are a pretty good team. Anyway, series tied, 1-1. Series now has two games in St. Louis. Last but not least, the NBA playoffs still burning pretty hot too, man. Who's getting the dubs there? The W's went to the Miami Heat over the Philadelphia 76ers and the Phoenix Suns over the Dallas Mavericks. Philadelphia's playing without their star player, Joel Embiid. He may be back. The series now moves to Philadelphia. He may be back. He suffered a fractured orbital bone. He shouldn't have even been in the game, in my opinion, but he was late in their early first-round contest against Toronto. And the fractured orbital bone is taking a while to heal now. He's probably going to have to wear a face guard when he does come back, but he makes the difference. Otherwise, Philadelphia is not a contending team. Miami 119, Philadelphia 103. Heat leads that series two games to none. The Phoenix Suns, who are arguably the best team in the NBA, overran the Dallas Mavericks 129-109. to Phoenix leads that series two games to none. I, I really feel like Phoenix is going to be playing for the NBA championship. They are a very good basketball team. And we're getting closer and closer. And before I forget, Ned, happy Cinco de Mayo, my man. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> is this the one time of year you drink tequila? It is a zero. Not going to drink tequila. <laughs> he ain't drinking no tequila. Well, happy Cinco either way, man.